Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Big Stories podcast. On this episode, I get to speak to an amazing woman who juggles a nine to five, who has become a certified functional nutritionist and has leveraged her business incredibly well on social media. We talk a bit about her business, the importance of nutrition, and you can definitely tell the passion that she has uh, for what she does and the care and consideration and time she puts in for her clients. Uh, and we also touch upon the holier than thou social media, more specifically Instagram, and how she has used that to show not only her business, but her personality as well. And it really got me thinking that having social media, I kind of feel a love-hate relationship with it, to be honest. Um, But we make it really clear in this episode that it's what you create uh, and who you follow that really, really decides your experience with social media and putting your business on social media. So stay tuned guys, buckle in, uh, because just like the other ones, this one's a great one. Enjoy. Hey Lisa, good to see you. Good. Uh, I'm glad that you could join me today for this session. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast and just speak with you uh, in general, just because I've been following your journey for quite some time on Instagram. Uh, I know we've never we've never met in person officially, uh, but I just admire all the work that you do. And uh, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know Lisa, if you don't, uh, you may be living under a rock. But uh, she, Lisa is a functional nutritionist. Uh, I am going to pass it over to Lisa because I really am intrigued by the fact that she uses that particular uh, title. And a lot of times when I look onto people that are on Instagram or just, you know, are listing their professional title, they will say certified nutritionist. So the fact that Lisa uses uh, something a little bit different really intrigues me. So Lisa, I'm going to pass it over to you, introduce yourself, um, and tell us a little bit more about what a functional nutritionist is. Perfect. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here. I'm super excited. Um, You inspire me as well. And we'll get right into the meat of things. Um, First and foremost, I am a registered nutritionist um, Mm -hmm. as like under the Canadian uh, law. But the reason that I chose functional nutritionist is because a lot of the times we're overwhelmed by what nutrition is. And my whole concept is just the balanced approach. So I want it to be for a mom, someone who works nine to five, a student, just like something that's easily and accessible and that you can um, apply to your life. And functional nutrition is basically taking into consideration uh, more than just what you eat. It's your biology, it's your genetics, it's your stress levels, your hormones. So it's encompassing of so many other things that are vital to our health. That's why it's called functional nutrition. I love it. I love it. And that is something that I strive for in my business, not necessarily the nutrition side of things. I do sort of provide a basic nutrition coaching aspect. Um, but I like what you said about having an all encompassing approach to your business and to your service. Uh, because a lot of times I feel like people, when they think about nutrition or they think about wellness, they think about fitness and they think about eating, which are our nutrition, which are very vital to your wellness journey. But there are all these things that also factor into your overall well-being, like you just pointed out, like your hormone levels, like your sleep, like your hydration, um, and what you do on a day-to-day basis, like working, that will affect your overall health and stress as well. So I love the fact that that is something that you really focus on and highlight because it takes away from the misconception of wellness. I think that a lot, I mean, I've seen it in my neighborhood, like the the neighborhood that I work in. 
I saw a poster where it said, I think I mentioned this before, but uh, I saw a poster that says like quick fix abs or something. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> it made me, it made me just cringe. Cause I was like, you know, if you want abs and that is your goal, great. That's not the problem. The problem is number one, it's promoting the fact that it's a quick fix. And number two, it's solely focusing on exercise as your, uh, as your sort of way to getting those, those abs. And do you see a lot of that? Like, are those things that we are still so exposed to in social media or, you know, on the streets, on flyers? Do you see that a lot? Honestly, it's so funny that we talk about this because this morning I went into this black hole of scrolling through Instagram. Like, we all <laughs> in the yes. hour went by and I don't understand how that happened. Yeah looking at all these fitness influencers and don't get me wrong I love following them and you have these bodies but I'm only seeing workouts yeah. and at the back end I'm just like but that's only 20% of what a physique is the rest is nutrition and they know it but they're not sharing it so you're giving this false ideal to individuals that the more you train or making sure that you're training six days a week is going to get you where you want to go but in reality it's not so um I felt prey to it I mean like the first like three years of my journey I didn't really understand nutrition um or I followed like if it fits your macros which like basically means if you hit your calories you can eat whatever you want which isn't really nutrition it's just yeah. fitting in garbage food and still seeing results I guess yes there's validity to it but just not uh, the best approach. Yeah. So I definitely do see it. And I mean, that's why I want to be on the platform. And that's why I want to share a message because I don't think the keys are given out as easy. Like it, nutrition is easy, but people just don't talk about it. Absolutely. I have clients that come to me or potential clients that come to me and they're like, okay, this is my goal. Um, and there, there's like a, there's like a sense of urgency, right? Like people want to fit into that dress, uh, in June for like their friend's wedding. Well, I don't know about weddings right now, but, um, but I think weddings are still allowed anyways. Uh, but yeah, people talk about like, you know, having those sorts of goals or like, I want to lose, I don't know, 20 pounds by, you know, next month. And I think it's great to have goals, but it's also our job. Um, and more specifically your job as the certified nutritionist uh, to sort of hone in and give them that perspective that, uh, you know, it's great to have a goal, but sometimes that's not necessarily where you'll be at within that time frame because of X, Y, and Z. Do you encounter clients like that or people that you speak to that would potentially become a client? Do you have conversations like that with them? every every client every yeah. every weight loss client that i deal yeah. even like muscle gain client no. that i deal with people want things quick quick <laughs> it's quick but it's also they don't realize that there are there are setbacks like you're going to like you could be doing everything right and then maybe you lose your job mm -hmm. so an added stress those are things you can't control those are things you can't plan so i think people don't realize that Yes, you can have a goal, but one, is it sustainable? Like you can reach that goal. You can lose 20 pounds in that amount of time. Yeah. Are you going to be healthy? Are you going to possibly cause some damage to your insides? Maybe. Um, yes. Is your mental health going to deteriorate a little bit? Maybe. Um, is your family going to be a little bit upset because this is going to be a more radical approach and not a sustainable approach? So your social, um, I guess, circle is going to be impacted. Yeah, uh, so I see it all the time. And I honestly, I don't work with clients that don't have a, um, I become very particular about who I work with. If you realize, if you want a quick fix, I'm not your person. Mm. I, can, I can gear you towards someone who may be, mm -hmm. but I'm not that person because I'm not going to give you those results. That's not what I want my name to be attached to. I want something that's sustainable. I want something that is, you can basically teach to your kid. That's yeah. like my a, a, a method of eating that you could teach to your child and you could just be a good role model for your I, kid or your brother. I love that. 
I love that because you bring that simplicity of nutrition in. Like the minute you say, um, I'm going to show you a way that you can teach to your kid or teach to your family. I feel like if you were to tell me that, I'd be like, oh, so this is not going to be as hard and complex as I thought it was going to be. So I think that definitely, I love that. I think that definitely eases the pressure off, but we still fall into these like societal norms or extremes of like, you know, I want to look like this by X amount of time. And if I do this one thing and focus on this one thing, then I'm going to get this done. But like you said, such an all encompassing approach where it's like, if you experience setbacks, that's going to, that's going to, you know, bring on a little bit of a domino effect and affect your progress in that particular area, which is fine. It's life. Normal. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that with my clients too. And I like what you said about, you know, you're particular about who you work with. And when I first started my business, I was like, um, I want them all. I want all the Exactly. I was so afraid to niche. I was so afraid to just speak to a particular client. And I had conversations with a lot of experienced entrepreneurs about this. And I struggled a lot because I was like, well, I don't want to leave anybody out. And I don't want to feel like, you know, people are not good enough to work with me. Uh, But that's not it at all. Like the more I work within my business, the more I see that people that have a similar mindset or similar vibe that are open-minded, that are coachable, that want to learn more are the ones that gravitate towards me. And they are much more about uh, just, you know, wanting to build that muscle and wanting to build it quick or wanting to lose that weight and wanting to do it quick. They're just like, I want to learn how to build that strength within my own body so that when, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, I'm able to, excuse my frankness, but get up off the toilet seat or like, you know, play with my grandkids uh, and not feel like my body is breaking. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think it takes a lot for people to step outside. I mean, and, and I'm only saying this because I, for the longest time when I first, it was all physique, it was like, I want to be, I want a small waist and whatever. And like it changes because social, I guess, ideals change. So it changed over the years of what I wish to have. Yeah. But then over, over the time I saw my parents age and my dad is 65 and this man can do things that I had clients that couldn't do. Yeah. My mom is 65 she can do things that my friends can't do, like exercise-wise. So I'm like, well, what did they do when they were younger to get them to where they are now? And how can I be better than that? Like, without saying that in a bad way, but like, how can I be better than them? That's the whole point, like improving as you go. Right. Um, So I I definitely think it's a generational thing because I know my mom and my mom's mom and my dad's parents, they were always moving. Like my dad's parents, they live in Greece and my grandfather maintains his own piece of land. And when I mean piece of land, like they grow an abundance of vegetables. He has like this huge fig tree at like the top of a hill. Um, they are constantly moving. That's, that's all they've ever known is to work uh, and to move while they work. Like when they came to this country, they had a cleaning business. So that was just, that was just the norm for them. They didn't really know to sit there and work at a desk, uh, which there's nothing wrong with having a desk job, but we've sort of seen the downfall of what that means or the consequences of sitting at a desk for eight hours. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely noticeable in, in so many ways, you know, you know, this better than anyone. Absolutely. So I think it's, I think it's, you know, part of my job to sort of blend that generational appreciation for the more I think about it now, the more I'm just like, huh, that is like such a cool concept to think that, you know, my thought process is what were we doing before? What are people doing around the world to keep in good health? 
And a lot of it is moving. Uh, or a lot of it is like, is eating, you know, locally grown foods or foods that are grown on their own land. Uh, I wanted to ask you something, and this has been something that I've been curious about. Working a nine to five job versus working a job on the go, does that have an, an impact on your nutrition? Yeah, it's insane. So before the pandemic, I had the yeah. pleasure of being super active. So I worked at a restaurant in Ottawa. So I was a okay. server, but, and I was working, um, I was working every day. Like I was working every day. So it was on my feet and I was hitting like 25,000 steps every day, um, which I didn't want to, but you know, it was great. Yeah. Um, working and, in the service industry, it's like, you have no choice. Yeah. And then I had <laughs> another job anyways. So I was never sitting, I was never seated. I was never seated at all. And then Pandemic hit, obviously restaurants got shut down. I found another job. It was a nine to five job. I'm very grateful, so blessed. Absolutely. However, it was like, I went from, from being so, and keep in mind, it was 20, 25,000 steps. Plus I was doing cardio. I don't know why I was doing cardio. There was no need. Wow. So I was, and this was while I was in nutrition school. I was so undernourished. I had absolutely no idea. So yes. I wasn't wow. eating enough for the amount of exercise and activity that I was doing because a lot of people don't, they only consider working out, like picking up weights or going for a run or going for a walk as activity. They don't consider their jobs activity. And that mm. does take a huge impact on like nurses. Nurses are going to have a higher caloric intake. Like they're going to require more food because they're on their feet 12 hours yeah. versus Myself, well, I'm seated for nine to five for eight hours. So completely different. And I didn't notice it. It was, it was, it was a big change for sure. Yeah. It's, it's tricky because I'm sort of trying to figure out, still trying to figure out my nutrition. Like there are days where I'll have good days. Uh, there are days where I'm not drinking enough water. Like I'll have my big jug of water next to me with like my nice little uh, slogans <laughs> <laughs> and, and time marks, which overall I like psychologically speaking, it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I'll just have those days and, uh, and you just kind of have to work through them in a sense. But I think to be as consistent as you can be is obviously very important. Uh, and considering, like you said, your job and how much you move people, I don't think people do take that into consideration enough because when you're on the move so much, that's when a lot of times you're working a high stress job and you forget to eat. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of business owners, uh, I'll often ask them or even like anybody who's on the go, like it could be a mom. Yeah. Moms are on the go. Yeah. Um, and they'll just forget to eat. And like, the thing is when you're under stress, your act, your, your stress suppresses your appetite. So mm. it's not that you forget to eat. It's your body is not going to ask you for food. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even dissect that enough to really think about that. That makes total sense. And, uh, yeah, I've definitely experienced that. It's yeah. It's one thing about a job on the go where, you're moving a lot and that's great, but your nutrition can definitely, uh, definitely be impacted by that. So to be mindful and thinking like, you know, your stress level is at a certain point and it's not, it's not requiring, like that is just holding you back from even thinking about eating or having an appetite really good to keep in mind. But, uh, but I could talk to you all day about nutrition and I'm very, very fascinated. This is really important to my business and my approach to health and wellness. Having that functional, like you put in your title, having that functional approach to nutrition and really understanding the different factors that impact your nutrition and how nutrition impacts your life and looking at that from like a, a wide lens is super important. And I love the fact that you've taken that approach. And like I mentioned, I found you on Instagram and it has been such a pleasure to follow your journey. And I've gotten so much value from following you. 
And I was saying before, yes, <laughs> I've been saying before that I've just been super particular recently and really curating who I follow on social media. And this is something that I want to talk to you about a little bit more in terms of people that are bringing me value, people uh, that I'm learning from, as well as, you know, putting out content myself and being mindful of my content and, and putting out valuable things. So I want to know a little bit more about your approach to your business and its connection to social media. Yeah, just of like course. Your content is incredible. And, and just the way you, your, the quality of content that you put out and the videos and the editing, just uh, how, explain to me a little bit about your process. There's no process. Honestly, it's such a learning. It's such a, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And I think a lot of people don't see the back ends of everything. Like I've spent a lot of time reading, um, listening to podcasts, just educating myself on marketing, on um, how to sell. Mm -hmm. And because that, that is social media, social media is you're selling um, maybe you're not selling a product where you're selling a brand or you're selling yourself, yeah. um, whatever it is that you're selling. Uh, but something that I've learned and it's like you, there are three things that I make sure on anything that I post they have. And one is that it's either educating someone, it's entertaining someone or it's, uh, Oh my God, I forget the last one. Um, or you're providing value ah. in another way. So if I'm posting a story, that's like, okay, what am I doing here? Am I making someone laugh? Am I bringing happiness into someone's life? Or am I teaching? Those are the only things I ever want to bring into social media. Um, but in regards to like the editing and all those things, I, I, I have them very creative. I absolutely love that aspect. So I love learning um, how to improve because at the end of the day, like, Quality over quantity, I think, is what I've, I've geared more towards. Before, I was like, I need to post every single day. Yes. I need to just content, 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 content. And one, I was burning out. Mm -hmm. And two, I wasn't getting the engagement that I wanted or I wasn't getting the, the response that I wanted. And then just analyzing your insights, kind of seeing who your market is, what time is your market, um, not your market, but I, what time is your audience on social media? What do they like? What is being saved? What isn't being saved? Those like you have to, you have to analyze those, that data because that's going to kind of help you. And then you also have to look at inspirational people that are already succeeding where you want to be Agreed. and not copying them. That's one thing I've learned. You can't copy other people. You have to bring your own light into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, because that, I was like, oh, I should do exactly what they're doing. But I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense because then that's not authentic. I've learned and that. it's not you. That's not you. So I've learned this year that you really have to be authentic and you just have to be um, engaging in others' pages. So yes. you can't expect you to grow if you're not pushing others to grow. And that was a big, big, like, mindset shift for me because I had this, like, envy and this, like, jealousy of, of like, people growing. And I was like, why aren't I growing? And then, and then suddenly, like, I had this mindset shift. I'm like, I need to, like, empower others more. And then it feels, it it feels was, better. It feels so much better. And, and then it was this feedback loop that I didn't even expect. And then it was just, like, then the people that I pushed and I, I like boosted or like shared their post or encouraged or said, I like this, you don't have to, and they have to be like genuine comments. You can't just say like fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, clap. Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. And then like the smiley with like the hard eyes, like that, those are fine, but on a more consistent basis, you want to be, like I said, you want to be bringing value to others uh, as well as you want to be following those that bring you value. Exactly. So fire emojis, not always. <laughs> no, you have to, you have to, 
thank others for what they're doing and learn from others and just um it's social media is a community so i've i'm very grateful that i've built a community like a super supportive community on social where on days where i'm sad my followers will motivate me to get up or on days where i'm like not feeling the best like it's it's a really nice um platform but you have to create that nice platform so that means unfollowing people that bring you down that means maybe maybe not following one of your close friends because that close friend is very negative and yeah. i know that's that's not gonna no i i hear you <laughs> so you have to curate what you see because like i my dad grew up telling me your friend you are who your friends are absolutely and have, have a pandemic we don't really have a social circle we don't social media is our social circle so you are who your friends are on social media exactly and what i've seen on your social media is you know you really get a glimpse of who you are as a person and i love that i love the fact that you show all sides of things yes you are a functional nutritionist and this is another thing that like sometimes people can pigeonhole you where it's like well you're a functional nutritionist and like, why are you having a bad day or why are you eating those wings like i know we were having that conversation the oh, other day yeah. why are you eating that or how are you doing this and it's like i'm also a person i'm, I'm also <laughs> follow balance a balanced lifestyle as balanced as you can and sometimes you're not balanced sometimes that um, that imbalance is what's stressing you out and that's what makes you human I get it all the time. And like, I think a lot of, I think I'm slowly trying to, I struggled a lot with like bulimia, anorexia, like a lot of eating disorder when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I don't talk about that on social media as much. No. I think eventually I will, I'll like mm -hmm. gather the courage to, yeah. but I think people don't realize um, that, uh, I don't even know how to word this comments that you make about other people will have a triggering effect that you don't even realize if that makes sense that makes total sense um so with with social media it's been definitely um i guess imposter syndrome i feel all the time like i want to i want to show people that you have to eat whole foods you just have to like if you want to live a prosperous and like a good life you have to nourish your body with those foods right you have to also enjoy life because there's only one life and um i'm i'm colombian so a lot of my culture is based around food yes. um and our food is not the healthiest food but it's absolutely it's so delicious good. And it's so good. Exactly. So it's like the social cultural aspect of understanding that when you're at an event, it's okay to have birthday cake. It's okay to have pizza, but it's just like, how often are you doing this? That that's when it becomes a problem. It's like, how often are you engaging in those eating patterns? Right. And it's so vulnerable. Thank you for being vulnerable and sort of touching upon those struggles that you have had because it's relatable. You know, people sometimes have this idea, even I did when I first, you know, really started taking social media seriously, is that I was, I was thinking too much about what other people thought. And yes, it matters because those are the people that you want to engage. Those are people that you want to uh, tell about your service and what you have to offer and what your brand is. But to a certain extent, it's like, well, you know what? I'm going to be true to who I am. And if you don't like it, you can, there's, there's an unfollow button. <laughs> there's a button. You have a choice. It's a board. It's like this weird. I feel like I'm, I'm one of those people walking on this. Like, have you ever seen like Niagara Falls, how they cross Niagara Falls? And it's like, yes. That's yes. What I feel sometimes when, when it comes to social media, because I want to show my truest self but I don't think people will appreciate my truest self on social media because I have a lot of issues. I have anxiety. I deal with depression. I, I, um, I deal with eating disorders. Not to this day. I'm grateful that I've like come to the conclusion, but I mean, like I've 
a lot of the things that I can say on social media can trigger other people and can trigger other people's behaviors. Mm -hmm. So what I try to not do is I try and not bring up the negative. Instead, I try and bring in the positive and bring action steps that people can take to avoid those situations. So I try and not say like, oh, I'm anxious today. Instead, I'll say like, these are ways that you can deal with anxiety. Boom, boom, right. boom, boom, boom. Or um, these are foods that you can deal with if you're feeling depressed, that they'll boost your uh, your GABA or your serotonin, et cetera. So, you know what I mean? Because yes. um, sometimes I feel like there's enough negativity in the world, especially right now, that yes. if someone's clicking on my page, the last thing I want them to see is me like sitting there and like crying or me sitting there and yeah. being Back. Another day in isolation. Another day in isolation, like lockdown day, whatever. Like there's no need. There's enough of that. So a little bit of light can be brought. Then that's what I want to do. Exactly. And you're bringing that value to that conversation as well. I think you open up these conversations. And like I said, you continue to be more relatable. And those people that relate to you or just going to like keep coming back for more. And that just comes back down to how you curate your page. So what does your sort of planning process look? I know you said you don't really have a process, but how do you, how does like Lisa sit down and think about, okay, what am I going to post within the next week? Okay. Honestly, I think this is something that I'm trying to work on. Like I'm, tr I'm trying to automate it more where I just content batch and I just say one day of filming and I'm not good at it. <laughs> it's hard. It's like one, I have nine to five. So that in itself takes up 40 hours of my week. Right. Two, I have like my own education, my own things that I want to do. Um, so when it comes to social media right now, I don't have a solid plan, but what I do is um, I kind of take it day by day. Like, I like that. Um, I, so I did, I know you know Mallory. Uh, Mallory. Yes, yes. So I did her sell on social, um, and I've learned so much with her. Absolutely love. If anyone needs to learn yes. about social media, you should take her class, sell on She's social. She's great. It's absolutely phenomenal. And what I learned from her is that um, your copy is everything. And I've noticed that. So if I, I'll, I'll take a bunch of photos, like my friends will help me take photos or whatever. I'll take photos and I'll keep those photos in my camera roll. And then I'll yeah. focus on creating copy that's valuable. Right. Um, that brings value or that teaches people. Or let's say, I remember, I think it was February. I did a whole month on heart health and I really tried to like, like just talk about, okay, do you know your blood pressure? Because yeah. you can be 25 and you can have high blood pressure or you can have heart disease and you might not even know it. So yeah. depending on what is going on into the world, like I'll tailor it to that, but I definitely want to create more of a structure and like have a content planner and do boom, 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 boom. But, you know, it's a, it's a slow working progress right now. I, I agree. No, I, I agree. I take your approach as well. I know that a lot of content creators, a lot of people that sell on social will say you should post, like you should have um, sort of a plan laid out and uh, have things done ahead of time. But I kind of like, there is a part of me, there's a large part of me where I do really like the sort of, like I look at a picture that day or I'm feeling inspired in a certain way and I just want to post that. And maybe I wasn't feeling so inspired about that last week. So I didn't feel like posting that or I didn't have that topic in mind. I see the benefits of both sides. And I do want to gear more towards planning things out a little bit more just so that you're not maybe going, I don't know, sometimes you can go, you know, seven days without posting, uh, where I have been guilty of that. And I've just posted, you know, once a week. And, and I think frequency is key. You, you do want to focus in on posting consistently, but, and I think this is something that Mallory says as well, uh, 
is that there's a difference between consist or quality versus quantity, right? You can spew out a post every single day. I but, can take a selfie here, like yeah. right now, and post it in a minute. But I mean, like, is the quality going to be good? Is there going to be any? Is someone look like someone looking at a photo of my face is not going to get any value out of it at the end right. of the day? Like I. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, like, what are you bringing to the table? Are you educating? Are you teaching? Are you showing who you are as a person? Um, and then something that I've, I think I've, I've integrated a lot more is showing my face more on stories. Same. Which has taken me, like, I've gone from being so scared to, like, talk on camera to now I don't care. Now I'm just like, Hey guys, this is me. Like this is, I'll be walking down the road. Like I have absolutely no, um, no shame. We're definitely going through like a similar experience for sure. I can feel that. (laughs) It's one showing up more on like day to day on stories, showing people my struggles. Like, Hey guys, like I wake up early every day, but say I slept in like, because I'm (gasps) like just kind of showing how dare you who I am as a person like I'll show my family I'll show like pizza so like stories I'll use for um showing a little bit of who I am and also questions so I'll try and do like do you guys have any questions or like engaging engaging like asking people like are you moving today or just sharing some knowledge on like a meal like okay why am I eating this kind of so that's what I do stories for that's the only thing I do stories for and then uh post I really like work uh sharing workouts like I am a nutritionist but I absolutely I started with fitness so and they're they're hand in hand so I I do like to share my workouts because Mm -hmm. I think every trainer brings something to the table absolutely Um, not every trainer is the same and the way a man trains isn't going to be how a woman trains. So it's, there's a lot of room for growth in that aspect. And then also something that I also integrate is psychology. I do have my background is in psychology and it has saved me from not being here today. So I'm very grateful for psychology and I think a lot of people don't talk about it. So I always like to integrate it when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling depressed or when I'm feeling too happy because too much happiness also isn't the best. So you know what I mean? Because like our moods go like this. such an interesting thing to say. I feel like most people are going to be like, wait a second. (laughs) No, because you have to realize that not all your highs are going to stay high. Absolutely. Because when you're, when you reach a goal or when you are experiencing an overwhelming uh, feeling of joy, you're eventually going to come down. You're Mm -hmm. eventually going to come back to like, so you have to understand those highs and those lows and understand and how to that. deal with the in-between too. Deal with the in-betweens and deal with the waves of your emotions and just understanding emotional intelligence and those other things. So it's like an inter- integrative of all those things, I guess, on social. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to ask you too, you add in a lot of uh, like visuals within your visuals. So for example... When you post your workouts uh, on your feed, you'll have, there's, there's like a couple or more than a couple where I don't know what program you used. And I wanted to know this. I know that there will be some people out there wanting to know this where you sort of like direct to a specific body part. And then you name, you name what the body part is or, or, you know, what you're working in this particular exercise. What program is that? So those are no, no. And any, anybody who video edits will be like, those are call-outs. Okay. Uh, so those you can find on Premiere Pro. Okay. Premiere Pro has a really great, it's my favorite. Well, it's not my favorite. It's a, it's a really great free app that will allow you to do that. I'm using Premiere Rush right now. So Premiere Rush, sorry. Oh, I guess okay. the, computer, the computer version is Premiere Pro. Like if you go on your computer, it's going to call Premiere Pro, but okay. on your phone it's called Premiere Rush because it's gotcha. um, But you can do it on Premiere Pro. Um, I can show you sometime if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely, because I have the program, so I'd love to know. Yeah, you can literally just click it and then just like place it wherever you want. You can do it on your phone, so it's super accessible, one hundred percent. 
Yeah, I love, I love that you do that within your content. You make your content interesting and appealing to look at. There are a lot of times where you go on your stories and you're talking about something of value, which I really like. And But you also take the time to make your content so visual and so engaging and so educational and all at the same time. So, and I found that to be a prime example when you do your workouts and then you are pointing to a particular muscle group uh, and just explaining without having to say, because you are working out, what it is that you're exactly working within that moment. Super key for those who are visual learners. And a lot of times people come on, like you said, a lot of people come onto your page or onto somebody's page to learn. And what better way to show them than through those kind of really nice and concise visuals. So I, I love that. Is that something that you came across or did someone recommend the, the program to you? Um, I think that I got from, she's amazing. She is doc Jen fit. She's a, she's a physiotherapist. Ah, Okay. She's absolutely phenomenal. And she'll do like more postural, um, like squat techniques, things like that. that. Um, I'll send you her page, but she definitely, she did one video and then I was like, okay, I need to, I need to integrate that. (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like you can, you can look at people on social and take ideas from, from them, but just make it your own. Don't, don't copy. Cause I see a lot of copies and it's, there's no point. Yeah. Who you are in your most authentic way. And then whoever resonates will resonate and who doesn't, doesn't. There's so many people in the world. Yeah, and there are. And, you know, a lot of times people will say too, well, you know, my field is really saturated or the field that I'm looking to get into is really saturated. And yeah, I used to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. When I found my passion and love for fitness, it was a journey that sort of, I I started off where I was like, I don't know. There was so much pressure uh, because I started off in not such a healthy perspective or view of fitness and nutrition. Uh, And then it sort of grew from there as I sort of went through my experiences with it. But it was, yeah, it was something where I felt like, okay, if I, if I go into this, am I just going to be another fitness instructor? But the simple thing is for you to think about is you won't be because you're you, there is no other you out there. You know, it, it takes a lot of, of mind work to get to that though. Right. Because I, 100%. I agree. I struggled with that. I was like, no one wants to know what I work out or like how I work out. Like no one cares. Or like, no oh, people want to know. I, I see your page. People want to know. But like people do want to know. And like yeah. you bring your small, and, and I love in the morning, I have this like, um, I absolutely love listening to motivational speakers. Yes. It brings me up and Tony Robbins always says this and he'll, I will, I'm going to paraphrase because I obviously don't know exactly what he says, but he's like, if you have that mindset of you can't bring a change into the world, like nothing's ever going to change. Like you are unique and whatever you put into the world is going to make an impact, but only you can believe that and only you can ever get somewhere with the mindset that you can make a change. Absolutely. It is. And I, and I love that because you do talk a lot about that on your page as well. It's, it's having control over your thoughts and understanding, you know, productive approaches to controlling those thoughts because we can get into those high highs and those low lows, um, or even when you're dealing with stuff in between. And it's, it's important to think that we, we are in control. We control what happens here. We control what we put in our body, what we put in our circle uh, and the vibes that we let in. And it's, it's important to think about that and to practice those things consistently. And I find, yeah, I find a lot of inspiration from motivational speakers as well. And because, you know, you wake up sometimes and this is something that I'm working on as well, where you wake up and you're going through the day or whatever. And it's like, I don't really, I'm not really feeling like showing up on social media today. And it's, it's something where 
you kind of have to think about, well, if I show up authentically and genuinely, I'm showing up for those people who don't feel like showing up either, right? Like they don't maybe feel like waking up and getting out of bed and going about their day. And I, I sort of think about it in a sense, well, I'm going to show up, even though I'm not really feeling it as much, I'm going to show up for those who don't feel like showing up. Because then I like that, that. Will make, I like that. Yeah, because it, uh, it definitely helps to put things into perspective where I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm having sort of a crappy day. I'm also feeling kind of nervous going on my stories too. I'm still, I still feel those nerves and those jitters. I have people be like, oh my God, do you like write a script or you sound so great or I love this. And I'm like, really? Because I press the button and I am just all nerves. Because, <laughs> yeah, I just am all nerves and, you know, watching your content or watching other people uh, who I really, in, that really inspire me. I, I look at their content. I'm like, you know what? If they can do it and they go on there and they make mistakes and they do like on my story the other day, I, I literally stuttered over my words and then I went, blah, 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 blah. And oh, I, I always, going. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, because you're human, and like, honestly, before, I was so, I was so, like, people had to, like, I had to have makeup on, I had to, like, like, I was so hyper-analyzing everything, yes. and then the moment I was like, you know what, no, like, this is not who I am, I, I don't, one, I don't like to wear makeup that often, um, so most of the time, yes, I don't, that's me. and so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna be myself, and it's such a difference. And the amount of uh, feedback that I get with people, it's, it's insane. It's just, like I said before, your energy speaks volumes. Even if it's low energy, it's still energy. And like you said, a lot of people on social media are just ghosts. Mm -hmm. So you don't see, you don't see them. They haven't posted a photo in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But you see them checking every single story you post. Yeah. So you have to think, okay, well, maybe they're engaged. Like maybe what I'm posting is bringing some value to them. Um, so yeah, definitely I would encourage anybody who is trying to start out. I mean, I'm still in the process of starting out. But if you're starting to start out, just put yourself out there. Because at the end of the day, if, if you're creating a product, if you're creating a brand, people will only buy from those who they like, they trust, and they know. Yeah. And you can only do that by showing who you are as a person. Because you're so not going to have that opportunity to decide. Who are the best sellers in the world? Girl Scouts. Girl I was literally, literally going to say children. Girl Scouts are the best <laughs> in the world. And why? Because oh, wow. you, like them, you know them and you trust them. Yes. You, you could be lactose intolerant and you will buy all their chocolate cookies. Okay, but it also helps that the cookies are so good. The cookies are delicious. <laughs> the cookies are, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. so show up, be confident about who you are. If you have a stutter or if you are having a bad day, show it. Because more than likely, so many people are, more people are probably having a bad day than a good day. Because Absolutely. more people have a negative attitude than a positive attitude. I, I totally agree with you. And again, it's still a process for me. I am trying to show up more on my stories because I see, I see the outcome. I see how it makes me feel. Or I feel, you know, I feel that difference in terms of the way it makes me feel. It feels like I'm engaging more and I'm interacting more with, uh, with the people that follow me. And I get the actual feedback as well from the people that follow me. Like I'll get comments or people sending me messages or people sending me voice notes. And I realize then that it is valuable to show up and show your face and tell people when you're maybe not having such a great day or stutter over your words. It's about showing that relatability and that, like you said, people will far more trust you than, you know, somebody who is showing them, you know, showing them something on their feed that they've seen before, or, you know, showing up every now and then, uh, to show up more and show your face more. There is such an incredible value in that, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what you're selling or what your, what your product is. 
when you show people who you are, like there's a guy that I follow, he is an orthopedic surgeon and yeah, he's an orthopedic surgeon. And you know, for me now in the field that I'm in, it is important for me to know, you know, the anatomical aspect of my job and the way people work and the way people injure themselves and, and how things can be repaired and fixed. But it's his approach to social media that is making his content so engaging. Like he calls his followers interns and he, yeah, he, he says like, so he'll get on his stories at like five in the morning and he'll be like, morning interns, you know, we're heading in for our rounds today and this is what I'm working on. And he also runs a gym as well. And he puts himself in the videos to show, you know, exercises, rehabilitative exercises, or just things that we should be doing on a day to day in terms of moving our body like this, when you you know, you may not have a name for your followers, but when you connect on that level, when you show that 5 a.m. or when you call your, you know, your, your followers something and make them feel like more of a family, that is like invaluable stuff. Yeah, something I've learned from um, social, I guess social media marketing is like one to try and when, so something I've switched over to is when I'm speaking to stories is like either kind of like how he does where he says like hello good morning interns or like I'll do like hola familia like like as a community or I'll do I'll just strictly pretend as if you're sitting in front of me and I'm talking to you so it's just one person because at the end of the day that's what it is no yeah absolutely it's not like a bunch of people in a room sitting by one phone and watching me it's like one person sitting on their phone and watching me and they choose to either swipe or to where to listen. Yep. I, uh, I totally agree. I, like I said to you before, we could talk for hours. Yeah. I have, and just to reiterate, Lisa and I have never met in person. We've connected only on social media, but I can already tell, like we've already made plans to meet up once this whole <laughs> COVID things is happening. And this is the power of social media. It really is as much as we want to hate it, which there are times that I'm not a fan that it has brought. And especially in this time, it has brought this opportunity to build an incredible community or friendships that you may have never done without it. And I, and I'm really appreciative towards that. So before we end, I'm going to, um, ask you some lightning round questions. So, um, these are some questions that we didn't, we didn't really go over. Um, but they're not like, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Uh, but these are going to be on the spot. Okay, cool. If you're open to it. Um, these are questions where I'm kind of looking for maybe like a one word answer or like a one phrase answer. Okay. So the first question is, what are maybe three to five things people should focus on in terms of their health? And you've sort of named them before, but maybe like just do maybe a little bit of a recap. Sleep, number one, hydration, and your social circle. That would be like key. Um, awesome. No, that's great. Uh, I think those are things that, like I said before, people are like, well, that's not like directly even, like that's not even related to like what I'm consuming in my body or how I'm moving my body. But those are foundational things. Like before you even think about maybe nutrition or fitness, think about what you're already doing and how that's, and how that's affecting your day to day. I love those. So sleep, hydration, and your social circle. Yes. Awesome. All right. Number two, what brings you peace? Like what brings you peace of mind? What brings you relaxation? What brings me, ooh, ooh, uh, what brings me relaxation? That's a, I would say, ooh. I would say food. I, I love to cook. I love to cook. I can. Cook hey, give me, give me some of that. Give me some of that enjoyment because I need to enjoy it more. And like, so when I'm cooking, it's just like when people tell me to meditate, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go cook because yeah, I that's cook your form. And I dance and it's just, it's, it's my way of like calming down. It's really great. Oh, love it. Part of the reason why I, I come onto your page as well is because 
I, uh, I come from a Caribbean background and a European background. And to see someone, I've always sort of like found little ways to express that through my, uh, my brand um, and trying to do it a little bit more. But, uh, but I love the way that you like just so seamlessly integrate that into yours and show that through your, you know, your enjoyment of cooking and dancing uh, and, and just the different like foods and spices and things that you use. Because I think in North America, sometimes, and we can even start with like the Canadian food guide. You have this like sort of one idea. Don't of, go there. Don't no, go there. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. I've been there for a long time. <laughs> I guess my, my intention behind making that comment is you were shown this like one idea of what healthy or what nutrition is. And really it looks different for so many people. Like Canada is such a diverse, especially, you know, Toronto and Ottawa and Montreal and these bigger metropolitans. Um, they're so diverse. So to show, to have a place to go for your followers to go to show like, okay, like, you know, these foods that I see in the grocery store, yes, I may use some of them, but I go to like a specialty grocery store where I buy things from, you know, my culture and what my family has cooked with and what I've grown up on. So to see you do that, I think is so valuable. I, I love it. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we definitely have that conversation. I feel like I, I triggered something a little with the Canadian food guide. So that's definitely... No, honestly, yeah, there's, yeah, it's there's a, another it's, episode, we could talk about it. Absolutely, and, another episode in the making without even trying. I just had to bring that one up and uh, we're good to go. Caught me, guys. But thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on and sharing your tidbits of knowledge. I think, you know, really breaking down what it is to be on social media. It's not as complicated. It doesn't have to be as complicated. Yes, to analyze your things and to, you know, to put some attention on your analytics is key. But I think you've made clear that following those analytics is really to see what your followers like and how to really hone in on, you know, expressing more of you. Because I I think when you look at those analytics and, and they're reflective of those things, of when you express yourself more and when you show up more, whether it be in your stories, and I see a lot of value in showing up in your stories, on your feed, it's when you're being your truest self, it's when people are like, yes, give me more. So no, thank- I 100% agree. My one takeaway to anyone that's listening in regards to nutrition is to remember that what works for your favorite influencer or what works for Bobby or Janet or whatever is not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you must find what works for you because we are all different. And if you need, reach out to someone that knows, reach out to a nutritionist or a dietitian or a naturopath doctor or your general practitioner. If you're not sure, holler at your girl. Yes. Speaking of which, where can people find you? Shameless plug right here. Do all your <laughs> socials, everything. So at Lisa Romero underscore on Instagram. And that's all that I'm on. I can't handle any more social media. <laughs> and that's fair to say. That's fair to say. You're, you know, you're putting all of your focus onto Instagram. Uh, I've dabbled a little bit into TikTok recently. And uh, it can be fun. It can definitely be fun. I like TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's great. I'm just one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And that is something that is a gr- another great takeaway too. Don't feel like you have to be on all platforms because uh, that is something, I mean, if, if that's something that you enjoy and you have the time, but like Lisa and I said, and what I mentioned, you know, in the start of this podcast is a lot of the people that will be on this podcast are also balancing a nine to five, are also balancing their own personal goals and their business. So, you know, scheduling that time to show up on social media is, you know, has to show up and and be of value and showing up in too many places can really spread you thin sometimes. And this is just only, you know, speaking personally. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. Other people can balance it, you know, no problem. And that, and that works for them and that's great. But I feel like sometimes when you try to like spread yourself too thin, 
it shows in those places that you're showing up. So you may not be able to show up so much here because you're showing up so, so much on here and you're trying to balance all these other things. So I, I like that you said, that's what I can handle right now. I think, uh, I think that sort of will tell people who are listening, okay, let's, you know, start off with Instagram or let's start off with TikTok and go from there and see how I can balance everything. Small steps lead to compound steps. Yes. What a way to end off. All right, Lisa. Well, you have a fantastic weekend. Again, thank you so much for for showing up today and bringing so much value to this session. And I'm excited to see, you know, in the next few months, in the next year, where your business skyrockets to, because I know it will. We'll talk about it on the next episode. Absolutely. Have a good one. Perfect. Bye. Bye. Thank you.